the Pickup WNBA Podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Eicher. And I'm your other host, Freddie Revis. And Freddie, this is episode 24. Episode 24 of the Pickup, a WNBA podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wow, felt just, forced. Just roasting our own intros right off the top, but that's fine. Uh, we got big news this week. You know, we, we have do. Liz Cambage quitting the Sparks. We had the Commissioner's Cup and we do have a bit of a Brittany Griner update and more. Mm-hmm. But, you know, let's first start off with Liz Cambage because this is like the big, big bomb uh, news here. And that yep. is Liz Cambage quit the Los Angeles Sparks. Just quit. We got our second divorce of the second season. Second divorce. Second that, divorce. That term, it's, it's like it's it keeps coming. <laughs> you spotted it, you know. To your credit, you spotted it right away. You're like divorce. I've never heard this in men's sports. What's going on? And now you know we've identified a pattern. So this, we got two divorces going down. Yeah, at first it really bothered me that these are referred to as uh, divorces. Because, yeah, I have never heard of this happening in men's sports. But there's this other part of me that's like, let's just really double down. Yeah, it is kind of funny. (laughs) It's hilarious how sometimes, like, you know, something's like offensive and then you hear it again. You're like, honestly, cheers. (laughs) Because, I mean, they are, you know, it is the breaking of a contract. Sure. You know, the severance of a union. Yep. But it isn't a union between two individuals. It's like a person and a team and it's business and it yeah. it doesn't make sense. So I guess it's like, like I'm not going to say I'm a fan of the term divorce, but I will say that like it does make me laugh. Yeah. I've gone uh, from offended to laughing. <laughs> I'm going to go all the way and say if it happens again, I'm a fan. If we get a third divorce, I mean, I'm it's going to happen again. Yeah. We just don't know when because it didn't happen yeah. last season. But this season, it's happened twice. Yeah. Divorce me once. Whatever. Fool on me. Divorce me <laughs> twice. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Divorce me three times. I'm a fan. Yeah. It's a say you, you know, you twisted and turned that in ways that didn't make sense. Much like yeah. being divorced in sports. Right. There you go. Uh, so, you know, Liz Cambage, I have to say at the very beginning of the season, I thought, and I think a lot of people thought that the Sparks had a chance to win it all because this team yeah. on paper looked great. Um, but it turns out that a lot of weird things have been happening behind the scenes. Some we know about, others I think have kind of more come to light in, mm-hmm. in the days that this news has been announced. Um, so let's go through that. So she signed uh, with them as a free agent in February. Um, but things got really heated or tense, let's say between her and the team after it came out that this conflict she had during the 2021, uh, Tokyo Olympics against team Nigeria involved Mm -hmm. the use of a racial slur. Mm -hmm. So we knew that this conflict had happened, but we didn't know what sparked it. You know, it was like one of those, like you see a fight or an argument happening on the court you know, you kind of brush it off. You don't get to know what was said between those players, but now we have an idea of what's been said. Liz has said that she's, I don't remember her statements now off the top of my head because they were actually a few months ago, but that she had Mm -hmm. like apologized to 
uh, had spoken to the team about it, but the Igumake sisters are linked to Nigeria. Um, we talked about Neko Gumake getting left off Team USA and then not mm-hmm. being able to play with Team Nigeria because it was too short notice. But they yep. definitely have close ties with Nigeria and they were obviously very offended by that and it left a lot of tension between them. For sure. I mean, like, you know, if if it's true and, you know, I, I don't remember uh, Liz's statements uh, exactly, but I think, <clears throat> pardon me, I think it was like, in the territory of denial like i i don't think there were that she admitted to using racial slurs so i guess like it's still an alleged yeah know, it's inc- confusing incidents. because there's been denials but there's also been apologies yes right totally. so it's weird to like deny something and then apologize for it so it does yeah. leave it in murky territory which like for us you know, when it first came out, we were like, do we talk about it? Do we not talk about it? And mm-hmm. we were like, we just don't know what's real or isn't real. So it's just really hard to define. Um, yeah. I was just looking at her Instagram real quick, but I don't see like a statement post on her Insta. So, you know, it, it's a, it's a deeper uh, Google search kind of dive, but, mm-hmm. um, but obviously like, regardless, it, it left tension with the team. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. And then uh, there, one story I didn't know about was that there were issues with her jersey number. Yeah, I, I, I just, uh, you know, discovered that in this Chris, Chris Haynes article as well. Yeah, so Chris Haynes uh, reported that uh, she wanted to originally be number eight, but the Sparks said she couldn't do it because that number uh, was being retired. And then she wanted to be number one. However, a current player had that number but then they ended up being suspended because they weren't transparent about their uh um, commitment overseas so it's uh yeah it's a lot like I think um I don't really love um the way this is being reported from Cambasia's perspective it looks like she was kind of like it gives me the impression, I can't say factually, but it gives me the impression that she was really kind of bullying into getting her way a little bit. That's how it comes across to me. Listen, I I totally agree with you. You know, I think me and you are, have both been pretty big fans uh, of Liz, uh, especially getting into the game. You know, she's, she's a really fun personality. She's crazy talented. She has the most points in a WNBA game. Uh, you know, which is pretty incredible. Like, I think she's a potential MVP candidate. Uh, the Aces team was so fun last year. And, uh, you know, hopes were high. She was going to LA. But yeah, they're also, I think where there's smoke, there's fire, right? And yeah. um, I'll also say this, uh, I, I'm watching a lot of the games that she's been in, just like as an eye test thing, the body language isn't always great. You know, when a teammate misses a shot, she isn't always sort of like, you know, and there's different types of leadership, obviously, but she sort of doesn't have that energy that is, uh, that seems to be um, welcoming or, you know, I guess supportive of uh, other teammates. Like, and yeah, I mean, I don't know if you're going to get to the the rest of the stuff in here. I don't want to do any any spoilers, but like, it's sort of all follows a similar line and you know, Chris Haynes is a pretty reliable reporter. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the last um, sort of nail in the coffin, so to speak here is that uh, she was having locker room troubles with her other teammates. 
Um, and that when they were reviewing tape, she would call them out for not passing her the ball enough. And uh, they were losing games and they were passing her the ball just to appease her, even though it wasn't necessarily in the actual schemes themselves. The Sparks mm-hmm. have had a terrible year. I mean, let's think about it, right? Like they lost their coach at some point during the season. Liz Cambage wasn't even an all-star this year. I mean, this team is nowhere near the expectations that were before them when the season started. So I think the writing was on the wall for this team. It was already a disappointing season for them. And I, I have to say, like this, all of this combined really does not look good for her. Yeah, it's it's not a good look at all. And, you know, I think when that kind of stuff comes out where your main point of frustration is is not getting the ball enough, uh, I, I get it. You're a star, but that just, it, it rubs fans the wrong way and it rubs your teammates the wrong way. And it's generally not conducive to winning basketball. And, you know, it's interesting you brought up uh, the, the them losing the coach too. And, and maybe that's just a separate issue but it does seem like there's sort of this toxic environment where either she made it more toxic. She's a part of it. Like, you know, it's probably not all her, but there is this negative energy coming out of LA and it's been a disaster year. And um, I don't know, it should be interesting to see where she goes. I don't know if we were going to go there, but like, is she going to join another team this year? Like what, what's happening there? You know? Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll jump into that. Um, in a sec, but I, I just wanted to, to stick with Liz in, in LA just for a little bit, because mm-hmm. I, I just think like, there's so many sides to this. Cause you're right. Like, I mean, she certainly didn't contribute to a healthy culture. I think we yes. can say that much yeah. right with all her actions combined based on what's being reported. It does sound like she is selfish, frankly, and is, has, I mean, I hate to use the word cause I usually love this word, but a, a bit of a diva mentality if you will. Oh, the negative diva. I, I love, I love my divas. Okay. Yeah. But I'm just, <laughs> we're, we're a positive diva pod. Okay. This I love pod. my divas, but yeah. still it doesn't necessarily equal to great uh, basketball. Let's put it that way. So uh, I think there's a lot here. I think the other side of it is, you know, Liz Cambage has been open about uh, mental health issues. And I think you know, I don't think she's been happy in the last year or even over a year. Like she had drama with team Australia mm-hmm. and how that went down in last year's Olympics. Um, she was on a really good team with the aces, wasn't happy with the hiring of Becky Hammond and her salary and didn't mm-hmm. want a, a coach that was making significantly more money than her. Uh, so she leaves to join the sparks. And then all of this drama with the sparks, you know, we have this reveal of a racial slur being said, you know, against team Nigeria, her claiming she's not getting past the ball enough, but she's not even playing at an all-star level anymore. It's a lot. It's a lot. I think, you know, I don't want to be somebody who uh, can't hold multiple truths. Like I don't like being a, you know, an internet person. Like it's just, it's this way or it's that way. Maybe both things are true. We don't know for certain, but I think it's a lot. I, I think she is a very talented player. I think for, uh, maybe now is a good time to move on to be like, who is going to pick her up. I think it's a risk to pick her up at this point. 
Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a risk reward situation, right? Like her her skill as a basketball player is pretty undeniable. Um, but also, yeah, at the same time, like this 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 last quote uh, where she says, "I can't do this anymore." Best of luck, you guys. Cam Page said while leaving the locker room per yeah. Yahoo Sports. That's rough, and you know, yeah, like 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 you said, it's a good point. You know, we got to hold some nuance here, even though we're doing a podcast like it's not just about the clicks there's multiple truths you don't want to kick someone when they're down but you also don't want to take off from your teammates when things are rough yeah so it's uh yeah it's it's a rough situation and I, i i do believe in redemption stories and you know sometimes having a journey to to find your right fit in especially in sports where personalities and and skill and sort of ego can clash but um yeah it's a low point for Liz for sure yeah I mean I think the other side to this that's super interesting is um you know she's social media famous she's a DJ she's a model and she has other revenue streams outside of basketball and maybe speculatively right maybe those are more fulfilling for her at this point in her life like maybe basketball just isn't doing it for her the way it used to I mean think about it it's a lot of work to be an athlete right it's a tremendous amount of work to be an athlete in and maybe she's making more money doing less Mm -hmm. and it's like you know think about it for any of us if you were making more money doing less what would be in it for you to do this other thing? So I feel like it's possible. Again, I don't know for certain. I just feel like it's possible that all of that is at play here. Yeah. And, you know, I'll add to that. Uh, I think losing's hard. Like, yeah. like, you know, when you're in a situation and things are bad, it's, it's not easy. And I think looking inwards and trying to, be better is easier said than done like it's you you know it's consistent with this idea of like pass me the ball more I think that yeah just doesn't speak to someone who is trying to uh you know be more selfless on the basketball court and yeah it's also true about like money and opportunity and maybe yeah, she didn't want to be with the Aces and, and you know, run it back. Uh, she wanted to go to L.A., which is like, you know, obviously Tinseltown. And maybe now, I don't know, maybe she like wants to wait it out and go to another situation. Uh, or maybe she has other lucrative opportunities. I would say this. I really hope Liz does an interview. I hope she gives an interview to somebody because I would love to hear her side of it. You know, not to say that like, you know, sometimes like we can be a little too biased and I don't think um, one person's point of view is enough to know a full story, but I would love to know her side. I'd really love to know what she thinks. I'd love to know um, to what degree she's still passionate about basketball as a whole, because I think that is truly up for question at this point. And I'd love to know, is she interested in joining another WNBA team? Where would she want to go? Um, I think the teams that are doing really well, I would just ride the wave. Like I wouldn't, she's had such a disappointing season. I don't know 
if I'd be worried about another competitor picking her up, obviously it won't be the aces and they're right there. Um, I don't think the storm are going to pick her up because they have Brianna Stewart. So they don't need another center. Um, you know, the Connecticut son of John Paul Jones. So they don't, they yep. also have a star center, maybe the mercury, right? Like, you know, yeah, maybe they, the mercury, you know, they obviously don't have Brittany Griner. Um, their offense has been struggling without her. Um, they had championship hopes that have kind of gone downhill. Now they're just scraping at the bottom of the playoff picture. Mm-hmm. That could be super interesting. I think realistically, that's too many uh, prickly personalities on one team. I know. I was just thinking that. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> that her... would be, I would love to be a fly on the wall in that locker room. Yeah. But, her her uh, digging Smith and Tarasia. I'm like, oh my I God. Can't, I can't that's picture like... all three of them getting along. Um, but they that's, could. That's a lot of viral her. videos. That, that's a that's a lot of viral videos yeah that's a lot of multiple doors being broken in a way yes. locker rooms like remember when yeah. diana trossi broke that door and then she said there were a lot of doors all the doors are being broken that's right there's it's not right. no no door is spared it's a door smashing fest <laughs> and like i you know and i think you know the other contender i mean the sky i think they've got really good chemistry as a team and I don't, they don't come across to me as the kind of team that would want to mess with that. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Uh, it's very interesting. It's very intriguing. Uh, if she will get picked up or not, I could really see it going either way, but, um, yeah, I, God, I really hope she does an interview. Yeah. I we deserve an interview and I mean, she's always a good interview. So like please liz if you're listening and i know you are we want to hear your side we'll do yeah. the interview we'll do it yeah liz Hit you know up. what we gotta we gotta figure out who liz's people are and just straight up just shoot our shot you know yeah i love it we, we got dan helping us now shout out dan gallia shout helping out us dan. with our with our socials oh my god speaking of our socials i can't believe i didn't mention this off the top this is how terrible we are this is why we need dan i know it's right? because we've been nominated for a canadian podcasting award that's right two for, of them for out for outstanding sports and leisure and people's choice so if you are a podcaster you can vote for us in the outstanding sports and leisure podcast category and if you're one of our loyal listeners you can vote for us in the people's choice category so please uh vote for us we have links to that in our pickup pod social media accounts if you're not following us yet please follow us i cannot believe i didn't start the show with this i was just so excited to talk about liz i know Uh, Then I forgot about my own achievements, which is a future therapy session for me. That's fair. Um, uh, I'm not a therapist, so I'm just going to say totally fine. I'm going to let you off the hook. I also was thinking that, but I was also excited to talk about Liz. Really? Oh, come on, Freddie. If you were thinking it, you should have said it. You know what? I blame you now. No, that's my therapy session. (laughs) I should have intervened. And me blaming you? And yes. You. Yeah. It's a double whammy. It's a two parter. I'm going to ask my therapist, but Hey, can you uh, double the time? Cause uh, I got a double whammy. 
we're gonna have a post wrap up about our feelings uh yeah, after we're finished good. recording anyways wow well sometimes it's good to merge you know smudge it in the middle here uh mm -hmm. it's almost like an ad placement except there's no ads so yeah. you know think of it like yeah. that we're actually pros so yeah and I'm not even going to edit this to uh, make it the other way around. But okay, Canadian Podcasting Awards, Outstanding Sports and Leisure and People's Choice. Uh, vote for us. I think voting is open until August 11th. So thank you so much. Shout out to Dan Gallia for helping us. And mm -hmm. uh, shout out to the Sonar Network for helping yeah. us get nominated. So, Mariana and Michael, thank yeah. you very much. Thank you. It's uh, exciting. Super. <laughs> love that we've done this the uh complete uh wrong way around but uh that's fine that's just how it that's how it goes sometimes um yeah. let's move on to um i guess let's do our britney griner update um sure. so freddie actually do you want to um start us off with this because i feel like you're a bit more versed in this topic um sure yeah i feel like uh so you know we were chatting a little bit about this before the pod and you know, we, we've really delved into a, a lot of different, you know, I guess, territory of like how we should feel, uh, frustrations of how it's portrayed, etc. cetera. Uh, but I think this is going to be more of like a standard update. Uh, just, I mean, there's a lot of Britney uh, information coming out right now. Uh, you know, I'll start with not the biggest, like I'm not bearing the lead here, uh, but, you know, she has been in trial. And, you know, there are like she has been speaking. So I think uh, that's 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 something for people who've been following the story to to know and to kind of hang on to. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll read a couple of things that 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 she was quoted as saying in in the Russian court. Um, so one is uh, my career is my whole life. Uh, I dedicated everything, time, my body, time away from my family. I spent six months out of the year from ever away from everybody and with a huge time difference. Um, so there's sort of like, there, there's an emotional appeal here. Uh, and uh, she, she also said, and this is very interesting, I think for anyone who is, you know, reading between the lines here about sort of, I guess the admission of guilt and also the assumption of guilt from the public Um because I, I don't think she can openly deny things. Like, I don't think she uh, is in that position personally. But she did say, I still don't understand to this day how they ended up in my bags. So she's not saying I had vape pens planted in my bags. But, you know, I think that's an interesting quote. Uh, another thing she said was, um, I didn't have any intent to use or keep in my possession any substance that is prohibited in Russia. So that's another way to say, like, I, I'm trying to respect your your laws and I meant no offense. Uh, and then she also said, uh, with them being accidentally in my bags, I take responsibility. But I did not intend to smuggle or plan to smuggle anything into Russia. So, you know, I think the for me, the the the, the I'm not sure what the expression is, but like sort of the underlying stuff here is that that she's she's trying to cooperate and and she's trying to plead for you know some some mercy here and some and some dignity like she you know clearly didn't do anything wrong and um you know she knows that russia is not the u.s and 
she's trying to cooperate, but she's also scared. <clears throat> and I can't find it right now, but there's also another part where she was, and this is so scary to me. Um, uh, yeah, she, she also said uh, her rights were never read to me. No one explained any of it to me. Uh, there's also times where, uh, you know, things weren't fully translated. So another quote is, uh, I contacted my spouse, uh, my sports agent, and my team club, or my club team's translator. Uh, nothing was ever uh, explained to me thoroughly at all. Uh, there was a, a lot of short words and like, you know, people being like, sign here, sign there, sign here. So this was a very terrifying situation. It still is. So this is kind of some of the things that were said in the court. This is an article from the Associated Press. Um, and I don't know if you want me to just go to the next part, Catherine, or if you want to just jump no, in. No, I'll just uh, I'll just say a couple of quick things. I mean, I you know, something we've talked about on this podcast before is just about how the, you know, the Russian law court system is different than here. And, you know, we're not experts on it, but we have read that anyone charged with something almost has to plead Mm -hmm. guilty. And that pleading not guilty is seen as some other form of an admission of guilt, or it was stated in things that we read that things are worse for you if you plead not guilty. So we understand that a guilty plea doesn't exactly assume guilt, especially in this scenario. Um, I'm really frustrated with people online assuming guilt about her, especially, especially Americans, you know, like, I feel like people are always like, Oh, uh, it's innocent until proven guilty. But I feel like people really hold on to that ideal when it's convenient for them. And, Mm -hmm. and I don't know why uh, I'm probably just spending too much time on the internet admittedly, but I, it, it just really upsets me that people are just like assuming guilt about her being like, Hey, did the crime do the time, so to speak, as if up to 10 years in a Russian prison is fitting for this so-called crime, even if you do believe she's guilty. Um, The other thing I want to mention again, I think we mentioned it a few episodes ago, is I was watching an interview that Jason Concepcion on Mm -hmm. the Take Line Network or podcast, I think it's the, anyway, on his show, um with a american russian lawyer as an expert and they asked him you know what is the likelihood that this was planted or could it have been planted and he said it was quote unquote very likely that this could have been planted so i I, you know we're still trying to figure this out the fact that it could have accidentally been in her luggage is certainly believable right? Like that, I'm not trying to say that that's not believable. Of course, Mm -hmm. that's believable, but I haven't lost the idea or the notion that she could have been targeted because she's an easy target. Frankly. Yeah. She's an easy target. And I think, you know, one thing we've talked about ad nauseum too, is that, uh, you know, you just can't ignore the context around this. Uh, it was a, a, a week before the war in Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, started uh, that Russia initiated and uh, you know Russia's behavior uh, both in the past and, the, and in the present has very much you know indicated that they don't believe in due process or uh, you know ob- like I guess like 
world, you know, accepted like ethics sort of thing. And, uh, you know, they're very much posturing and, uh, you know, it, it feels wrong, uh, to, to not address the obvious concept that she's very likely a political pawn. Um, yeah. and, uh, yeah, if it, is it cool if I hop over to the, the other article? Yeah. The other big, yeah. The other big news here. Yeah. Go for yeah. It. And, the, and that to me sort of confirms a lot of this, right? So, uh, uh Anthony Blinken, who's a secretary of state, uh, uh, I want to find the quote, but in, in a sharp sort of, you know, he hasn't really spoken to it uh, as bluntly uh, as he has here, uh, but as basically said that they are trying to negotiate a deal for, for Brittany. So this is uh, the, you know, that's, that's as high up as you get. That's like, this is someone who meets with the president on a regular basis. And Essentially someone- confirmed that they are working on a prisoner swap. That's right. So, you know, that's all all this was reading between the lines. And then now it's sort of like, okay, well, we were all navigating this, trying to figure out what's going on. And this is sort of uh, a confirmation of that. Now, what that deal will be, who it will be for, obviously, the the guy that has been rumored so much is this Victor Bout person who was like an arms trader or whatever. And there's other Americans involved, um, not just Brittany, uh, who might be included in this, uh, you know, this prisoner swap. Uh, Whelan, I think, is is one of the guys' name. Uh, uh, yeah. So one thing he said is uh, there's you. Uh, this is uh, Anthony Blinken. Uh, there's utility to conveying clear, direct messages to the Russians on key priorities for us. So that's sort of political speak for, hey let's make a deal you have someone you know that's one of ours and we know that they're like unfairly detained so like all these little like weird this weird dance right it's sort of like it seems like it's crusting into hopefully uh you know Brittany coming home which 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 again is sort of we've dealt with the morality so much but these are just sort of this you know the things that we've talked about for such a long time it does seem like there's less ambiguity than there ever has been. Yeah. And just to, um, to say that we're using the associated press as a resource or as a Mm -hmm. source rather for this information and ESPN, I should say and ESPN. So if we're wrong, we apologize. I just want to put it out there that we are doing our best to use reliable sources for this. And um, her trial is ongoing. We don't know when this trial ends or when we expect to get a verdict. Um, I imagine that even if a verdict does come out, that these negotiations will continue. Yeah, for sure. And I'm not sure if they need a verdict to happen for the prisoner swap to happen or if it could happen mid-trial. Those things are still uncertain to us. And maybe it's uncertain even to the American government. I'm not sure. But if you're wondering that, those are still questions we don't have answers to as of yet. Yeah, well, well said. Um, okay, so, you know, let's bring Brittany Griner home. Hopefully she gets home soon. Yeah. Um, okay, let's move on to uh, a significantly lighter topic. <laughs> no 
real segue for that. That's, you know, yeah. have we there, mentioned we've been nominated for a Canadian uh, podcasting award? <laughs> Let's just use that yeah. for all our segues. That's all. That's our transition material. Um, okay, let's talk about the Commissioner's Cup. The yeah, Commissioner's our favorite Cup punching bag. Happened. Uh, congratulations to the Aces. They won. Um, it was a pretty resounding victory against the Chicago Sky. You know, the mm-hmm. Chicago Sky were kind of crawling, chipping away. They got it to within 10 points by the end of the game. But really, I felt like the Aces had full control of that game. Um, I just want to say, you know, I I am numero uno hater of the commissioner's cup, but I have, I have something controversial to say here that kind of goes against my typical stance. And that is, I like the cup, the physical trophy. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a basketball on a stand wearing a crown and it's like rose gold. It's a nice cup. It's not really a cup. It kind of shocks me that it's not shaped like a cup, not like uh, Kelsey Plum's sad ass, right? Baby sippy cup, all star baby sippy cup. But it, you know, but it's a nice trophy, and I will give them that. The trophy itself is nice. They thought talk to your hardware, you know. Yeah, they thought of the trophy this time. They did not run out to the nearest novelty store in Chicago once again, because they probably already bought them all during yeah. the All-Star game. But yeah, it was a nice trophy. And I will say that also uh, $30,000 bonuses for the winning team, each player, I believe, mm-hmm. huge. That's actually a major bump in everybody's pay. So that's like seriously worth playing for. Um, so those parts of it, like I I'm down, I, uh, I don't know if it's generating the excitement that they want it to, it wasn't. Okay. I I have to, I have to bitch about this. Okay. Was it? You know, okay, sorry, sorry. I'm jumping ahead. Go first, go first. I was going to say, no, like, like, I I don't want to stop any kind of rant here, but I also feel like I have a slightly controversial positive thing because we always just beat up on the commissioner's cup. And I know we're supposed to. This, yeah, this topic we're supposed to generate. Anyways, yeah. But um, I like the celebration um, for, for Chelsea Gray. Like, I, I think the fact that, 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 oh, yeah. that, you know, when she won the award, the MVP award for the Commissioner's Cup and the rest of the team went crazy, like, that was fun to watch. So that, that's my, I guess, maybe our, maybe our controversial takes are just that uh we like aspects of the commissioner's cup but okay what's your what's your rant i never want to stop first of all i want to agree shout out to chelsea gray um that was really nice to see um my complaint is that this game this so-called important regular season game referred to it as a commissioner's cup championship which is hilarious Mm -hmm. that they would even use the word championship in respects to this game but they did officially yeah. uh so that's actually a knock there i'm uh, but my biggest thing is this so-called important game wasn't even broadcasted on tv it was not broadcasted on espn 
and therefore it was not broadcasted on any of our Canadian sports networks either. And that is such bullshit. I'm just swearing now. Like I can't even get over the idea that this so-called important game wouldn't even get broadcasted. And it's just one of those like just super frustrating things about the WNBA. It's like, on one hand, we're like, yeah, we love these games, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, wait, what? Like, I don't know what happened. I mean, I was looking at the TV. There was nothing like significant going on in sports that whatever else was happening in the world at the same time really needed to be prioritized. Like I, I just, and also there's multiple channels for that. I'm not even saying it has to be on, you know, it could be on ESPN two or three or four or five, but it's just like, it's not there at all, at all. I I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. I do feel like there's this, you know, this, this constant duality with the WNBA where it's, it's growing, it's exciting, it's great, but then it's also mismanaged and this stuff like this is just like, what, you know, and that brings me back to taking jabs at the commissioner's cup because you want us to care, right? You want the fans to care. Uh, we're doing a podcast about it. You know, you want us to be excited about it. Uh, it's this mid season tournament, which, uh, you know, swear bucket, but the NBA is also flirting with and you, okay, great. So the players get more money. That's interesting. You know, I'm, I, I guess, you know, that's cool, right? Like, in, in a league where the salaries aren't high enough, you have this, I guess, extra earning opportunity, which is okay. I, you know, I, I can get, I can get there with that, but just the, the fact that, you know, even the way it's sort of like, just, you don't know which regular season game is a commissioner's cup game or not, un- unless it's like labeled a certain way on WNBA league pass is like, well, what is this? I, I don't get it. Like, where are the stakes? And yeah, it's it's just kind of like, it, it almost makes me mad. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like, I, I'm, I'm trying to buy in. Help me buy in. It's yeah, like that. I mean, it was on League Pass, but then League Pass would like redirect you to like Prime, like Amazon Prime to watch the game. At least here in Canada, that's how it worked. Yeah, it's a, it's, it, it's a bit of a mess. Yeah. And then like, it was so weird. Like, uh, like they'd have commercials on Amazon prime, but it was like over the actual TV commercials. So it was just promos for other prime shows, which were like kind of garbage actually. Great. Um, <laughs> just what was, the league needs. I don't even remember the name of the show, but there was like a promo for a show and these guys are like, uh, this like girl is like passed out in the middle of like a living room at like a party. And all these guys are like, what do we do? And then one guy's like, uh, I just found out she's in high school. And then it just like cuts to the title of the show. And I'm like, who watching the WNBA wants to watch the show? Yeah. Um, it was so terrible it was so terrible it's so cringe like it was so awful I was like what like why like what I I just I can't I can't I can't 
obviously the WNBA doesn't know that's happening here in Canada in all fairness let's just put that out there but I'm just saying that was wild I and and then like it did this thing where like when it finished its promos but the commercial break wasn't over you would just have that like standby kind of logo and then the music got really loud and wasn't consistent with the volume of the show so then you're like constantly adjusting the volume during yeah. the breaks i was like oh my god this is like this is an effort yeah listen this it's supposed to be fun this is not it's not supposed to be like a school project where you're you're paired with someone you don't like okay this is this is supposed to be something that's just fun and enjoyable and if you tune in to watch, you're entertained. Maybe right? come on, if you're Amazon Prime, when not you just and you're trying to get into like the live TV game, kind of like how Hulu is doing in the US, it's like, mm-hmm. wouldn't you want the promos to be aligned with the show, with the thing that people are watching? Like, doesn't that just make sense? You you would assume so. You would assume so. I mean, what do I know? You know, anyway, Commissioner's Cup pointless as ever nice trophy congratulations to the aces i just can't with this yeah commissioner's cup listen maybe maybe the third third time's a charm okay maybe <laughs> just call it the divorced cup and the divorced cup and then me and, and it's just a on one-on-one board. it's just a one-on-one with liz <laughs> that's right yeah it's tina charles liz i will Campage. say shout out to don staley for hopping on to the broadcast um that was great yeah uh okay cool uh now it's time for our badass player of the week uh freddie who you got uh okay so let me just hop in here um i thought there was a a lot of um there was a lot of interesting choices here um but uh you know, I like to try and pick someone different every week. And I think I might've already picked her, but she really is having an incredible season. And, so, and I feel like winning matters, especially at this time of the year. So I'm going with, uh, uh, Elena Deladon. Uh, she went four and one. I think I've um, picked her earlier in the year. Yeah. She's having a crazy year. And, you know, uh, the fact that Washington is, is, is doing well is, is, you know, it's, it's the team we were curious about at the beginning of the year, like where they're, you know, how is it going to work and also managing her health still, but uh, you know, 23.4 points. Um, she's shooting over 50% from three in the five game stretch. Um, and uh, you know, seven rebounds, three assists uh, and you know, n- no blocks or steals, but she's got a positive plus minus she's balling. She's totally balling and her team's winning. So uh, Elena Deladon is my pick. I'm curious to see who you pick because I think there was actually a lot of good candidates. Um, yeah, I found this week actually a little difficult to find the right person. I was, okay, this is a bit of a cop-out actually on my part. I was going to go with Kalia Copper, but then she really struggled during that Commissioner's Cup game. Oh, so it does matter. It matters because I like the trophy. Yes. And I would play really hard for that trophy and for $30,000. I'm not in a turn down $30,000 stage of my life. Yeah, me either. I, I'd go, I'd go, honestly, I'd injure myself brutally <laughs> to get $30,000 in a rose gold trophy. Okay. 
I take a bullet. I need that. Someone's like, we're going to shoot you in the head with a BB gun. I'd be like, okay, $30,000. I'm in. I'm trying to survive out here, man. Oh my God. I would not get, I would not do that for $30,000. Not in the head. I kind of need my head. In the back of the head, I'd do. <laughs> That's somehow worse. If it's small BB gun, okay? No, 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 no. No, people die via BB gun. Okay. Maybe in the shoulder then. I'm going to, I don't know if that's true, but I feel like it was something I heard on TV. Maybe like I watched an episode of Oprah and like someone died from a BB gun and it became <laughs> I mean, an I'm episode sure of happened. Oprah. Like that's what it feels like to me. I am not trying to make a lot of BB gun deaths. Okay. I, I watched so much Oprah. <laughs> sometimes I have fears that are just irrational based on like what I watched on Oprah like I'm still afraid of rabies (laughs) I will not go near a raccoon or like I just can't I won't go anywhere near them I don't think they were carriers of rabies in 1994 and that has stayed with me you're still looking under every chair you sit on to see if you want a free car First of all, that free car, and I watched that episode live. I'll never forget it because I called my friend Chantel. Shout out Chantel. It was her birthday yesterday. Happy uh, birthday, Chantel. And, we, and then I called her and I was like, are you watching this? Because we both watched Oprah, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, oh, I'm watching this. And we stayed on the phone and watched the whole episode together. Uh, what people don't realize is um, that car was a Ford Focus. Okay, that car was a Ford Focus. And the entire audience were all teachers, which is kind of nice. Okay. Um, I remember too much. This is our badass player of the week segment. Uh, (laughs) Oh yeah. I, uh, I'm just going to give it to, I was, I'm just going to give it to Chelsea Gray. Okay. Just shout out to Chelsea. She's having a great season. The aces are having an amazing season. Honestly, like they look so good it's like almost unfair like yeah, I, I think aces look incredible sky like, look incredible yeah but even the sky against the aces that game i shouldn't hold the whole game against them but like damn like i just i just don't know if anyone's really beating the aces this year and we didn't expect them to get better without liz and they have mm-hmm. um so yeah i'm going with chelsea gray shout out chelsea gray okay I like it. That was enough rambling about Oprah and raccoons somehow. Um, but that's what we do. Uh, yeah. We Freddy, ramble, you know? It is time for Freddie's fun question. Or shall we call it uh, Catherine's quirky question? Because uh, you, you flew in and, uh, you know, the, the, this one's all you. You know, okay, you, 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 know you, you got the is- idea. I'm just going to let everyone listening know exactly what happened. So Freddie, uh, Freddie does the questions for our podcast. He, he helps line them up and uh, well, he does line them up fully. And then I present them. That's kind of how we split our duties. Mm-hmm. And uh, he wrote for Freddie's fun question. He wrote, if a tree falls in the middle of the forest, but no one is there to hear it, does it make a sound? If you were Kathy Engelbert, how would you make people care about the commissioners? Right? That's a solid burn, isn't it? Is it not? It's 
so shady. I absolutely loved it. But then I was like, Freddie, I think this is a real topic. And then we basically just mostly complimented the commissioner's cup. But we know we, I think it was a 50 50 split. But actually, we should say how. uh, So then I came up with a different question instead. But now Mm -hmm. I'd like to ask you how would you make people care about the commissioner's cup? My simple answer is just going to be broadcasted on TV, maybe. Yeah, make it available for viewers. Make it available (laughs) for people to actually watch somehow. Um, I would make it, uh, you know, not tweaking too much of what they're doing, you know, just trying to think like if you, if you have to keep going with it, whatever, um, I would make it in, in a very special, a cool location. Um, and, and do something where like the whole audience is like prize winners or something, maybe hosted by Oprah. Oh man. It was in Chicago. They should have tried to get Oprah. Listen, get, um, get get Oprah to call the game. Not people, that she lives there anymore tune in. or anything. Um, that's a great idea. One thing I thought of, actually, what I was like, they should just start paying celebrities to go to these games. Yep. Right? And then they're courtside, and then they're promoting the league. I just think that would be a strategically smart thing for them to do. Just be like, hey, Chloe and Hallie came to the game or something. You know what I mean? Like, I just mm-hmm. think that would be really good for them. They or just should, to, yeah they should just, do that just tell people whoever wins this game you get to find out who the real banksy is <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna reveal some of the world's biggest secrets to the winners. that would get a lot of ratings wouldn't it and i feel like banksy if you're listening <laughs> banksy you really, we, yeah if you used the wmba to reveal yourself no one would expect it Totally. It would like, be it would actually be so wild. It would be the greatest trick Banksy ever pulled. <laughs> the Commissioner's Cup is the work it's just, of it's just Liz Cambage Banksy. and Banksy on a yacht somewhere. Honestly. All right. I, yeah. <laughs> like now, not... now on to the quirky question, right? So after Freddie kind of botched this whole situation. I came up with a question, which I never do for this segment. And then we save the day, call, call it Catherine's quirky question, which is, you know, in light of Liz Cambage divorcing the Sparks and Tina Charles earlier this year, divorcing the Phoenix Mercury to join the storm, storm doing very well. Uh, if you could divorce yourself from something in your life, what would it be? Ah, Freddie, let's start with you. Um, I'm just going to go real practical here. Yeah. Uh, I would divorce myself uh, from my, my, my flat footedness. G- g- give me some arches. Okay. It's, it's, it's Ooh. painful. It's annoying. I got to get specific shoes. Yeah, I like to play sports. It causes problems with my like, knees and hip and everything. And listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not that young anymore. Okay. I'm 36 and yeah, flat feet suck. So just give me some arches. I would divorce myself from my, from my flat feet. Well, that's not, that's actually a really good answer. Right. You know, that's, that's your health. Right. I mean, I, I, I thought about stuff like, you know, I divorce myself from like paying my bills and blah, blah, that's blah. Pretty good too. You know, but then it's like, you know, are we applying like genie rules where you can't wish for money or love? 
No, genie, genie rules are, <laughs> listen, we're in genie rules territory. This episode's silly enough. We're in full genie territory. So we're good. <laughs> we're already going on a rant about Yeah, you're like, hey, uh, we You're were just talking about Oprah, Oprah and rabies. As a young person. Oh my God. All right. Uh, okay. So if I'm not doing like divorcing myself from ever paying bills, right? Stuff like that. Um, I'm going to say uh, something that I have to do that I really don't like. I, I would, div- can I divorce myself from chores? Yeah, of course. You yeah. Can. I would divorce myself from chores. Love and I don't want to sound like a lazy slob. <laughs> but I don't, I'm not someone who likes chores. Like, you know how there's people out there who like love cleaning. They're like, I love cleaning. Yeah. Not me. And, and they just get, and I just, I don't, I mean, I'm always happy when things are clean, but I don't love cleaning. Like I have yeah. to do so much. Like I have to like put on like music. I really like, and like really like, you know, get in the zone. Totally. If you love cleaning, guess what? I don't trust you. <laughs> Just gonna go ahead and say it, okay? If you love cleaning, I don't know. I have questions. So if I can't, you know, if it's genie rules and I can't divorce myself from bills, then I will divorce myself from chores. And like someone it. else would have to do my chores. That's Beautiful. just like being a rich person, basically. Yeah, you, yeah, you divorce right? yourself from, from bills and they, chores. After they get their house and their car, first thing they do is divorce themselves from chores. But we're not yeah. living that life yet yet not yet not yet yet. soon enough um yeah i'm watching a f boy island wow wild stuff (laughs) i bet i don't know what what made me think of that they all just like it's just such a ritzy like setting i don't know if any of them are actually rich or not but uh yeah it's good times um go get them f boys or wait are they bad guys Half of them are nice guys and half of them are, are F boys. Okay. And and then they're going after these like three girls and they don't know who's a nice guy and who's an F boy and they got to figure it out. Wow. It's hosted by Nikki. It's hosted by Nikki Glazer. So funny in it. She's just like the perfect host. I think it was her idea. She's also credited as an executive producer. I hope they like if once I hope that if they catch the F boys, they just like fire them off in a cannon. Like, like <laughs> actually, what? you know what they do is they have this area after they're like eliminated from the show called Limbro, and it's That's just this good. like caged off area on the beach where they have like a little cot and they have like weights made out of like wood and uh, Nikki Glazer like plays their therapist as a joke and they have to like think about their actions and stuff. I, I'm down with these F boys <laughs> getting sent to a prison on an island. That's pretty great. It's really fun. Uh, anyway, if I had a show like this in my early 20s, I think my life would be very different. Um, just learning the manipulative tactics because I would just be so bad on that show. And I'm in the middle of an episode when we started recording. So it's just fresh on my mind. Hey, fair enough. You know, we've been on many a tangent. So I might as well end with what I'm watching currently. Damn right. Yeah. Outside of WNBA basketball, of course. Yeah. Those are, those are two good things to pivot between. Yeah. 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 It's great. Anyway, 
everyone thank you so much for listening to this episode what a wild ride we've been on a true emotional roller coaster yes as always uh freddie if we're not if our listeners aren't following you yet where can people find you on the internet um yeah uh at freddie revis uh f-r-e double d-i-e r-i-v-a-s uh on on insta i'm freddie noel revis and uh yeah check out my raptors pod on Raptors Republic, it's at Dunks Podcast on Twitter. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at it's me underscore Catherine, spelled C A T H R Y N. And again, if you haven't for, if you haven't yet, please follow our the mm-hmm. Pickup WNBA Pod accounts. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok, we're on Facebook. Uh, so find us the Pickup WNBA Podcast. And follow us. Uh, shout out again to Dan Gallia. He's really been helping us put out content, video clips of us. I promised you this week, I don't look like a supply teacher like I did our previous episode. I'm really thinking about what I look like now just for these social media clips. And uh, yeah, we, you know, we're growing the show. We're having a really fun time. Uh, so thank you again for listening. Uh, hope you keep enjoying your summer and we'll catch you next time. Yeah. Thanks everybody. Appreciate the support. And Canadian podcasting awards vote for us open until August 11th. Thank you so much. Thanks pals. Bye. Bye.